0: Just two nights ago, we released the Tyrone Hollinger, uh, episode, kind of involving the bull D-bull, And just yep. a little bit of background from that show. Tyrone had, had, sent the bull D-bull, as a calf to Mark Copas's, I'm, I'm guessing in the early fall or mid fall, and said, uh, I don't want you to cut this bull until you absolutely know that you need him for a steer. Because I'd like to keep him for a bull. And if you don't think he's quite what you need for a steer, then, then we'll just leave the nuts in him and we'll run him back up here in Missouri. And guess right. what happens? Well, you know what would have had to happen because, uh, he got, he did end up going back to ties. Uh, and without, if Mark Copas, Mark, if you're listening, this, this is for you. If you have decided to cut D Bull, do you know what that means, Greg? There would be no heat seeker. There would be um, no heat wave, and there would be no monopoly if Mark Kofis had simply made the decision to cut D. Bull as a baby calf in the fall of 1992 or whatever the hell that was. That's amazing.
1: It's it's so crazy if you just take those steps back and, and work your way up. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. And then from I, that same be, point, just taking D. Bull and heat seeker out of the equation, if heat wave... And accidentally died whenever he got cut off the side at one hundred and forty pounds. I mean it's like there is no monopoly. Well, guess what? If there is no monopoly, then there basically is no Matt Lawton. I would be working in the soup line I'd be working at Mcdonald's i mean <laughs> oh, it's I doubt that. the
1: way you can shift and
0: move, but <laughs> a butterfly flaps his wings in Asia, and there's a hurricane in Florida. It's called chaos theory It's amazing how one thing leads to another, basically yeah, can you tell me? The thing that made you shake your head about your old friend Matt Lautner and any of the podcast, maybe you haven't listened to any more than just the heat wave, but have we done anything which just simply made you shake your head and say, I don't know if I would have done that?
1: When, when your producer told you to, to just be quiet and let them talk, I can't remember no. which one it was. You had a couple of them young boys on there, and uh, yeah, sorry,
0: encouraged people to make fun of him and mute him for uh interjecting during some of the shows. But I didn't know that I was going to be in this podcasting game. The podcasting game chose me, not the other way around. So, uh yeah, now that I'm 5 weeks into my career, I I just did it just a second ago, rarely interject compared to my uh my rookie week. Now that I'm 5 weeks in, I can ask the question and then simply <laughs> shut up as we finish up. Tell the audience a late 90s or early 2000s story back in my young punk era that the audience might not never have heard before. That will give them a good laugh and a giggle.
1: So there was an Iowa State party that involved Nick Smith and Matt Lautner.
0: Uh-oh.
1: If I'm remembering correctly. but Did uh anybody go to jail? I do. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh,
0: not Ryan Cooler, was it?
1: He's... Yes. Yes, it was.
0: That's throwing it way back.
1: <laughs> there was a few of those nights,
0: <laughs> for sure. But I do for
1: remember sure. when you were when you were handing out Monopoly hats at State Fair.
0: How that story turn you out. You know
1: what I mean? Lot, you were handing out all these hats and super jacked about this bull, and y'all hit that one on the head. Promoting a six-month-old bull calf. Nick Smith.
0: Nick has uh, been reaching out to me lately. Normally past 10:30 in the uh, p.m. If you know what I mean, <laughs> and. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I can't get him to have that – I mean, it's only been a time or two, but every time I call him during the day when I'm ready to podcast, he's always a Mr. Little Weenie boy. Nick, (laughs) I know you're listening. Go ahead and grow that satchel and uh, just give me a call during the middle of the day so we can get your voice on my radio show. You
1: know, he was kind of the the hog – the hog man Nick in the country Smith was there for a kind
0: of the It's kind of like the modern-day Casanova. There was very few women that could uh, could turn their eyes away from Nick Smith whenever he was in his prime that, years.
1: He had that little bit of southern drawl I think he just made up along the way.
0: Ah, He's gone on to some really high-rent stuff. Uh, he puts on some of the biggest productions in terms of shock and awe, pig sales, and just amazing events. And he's done really well for himself. Much like me, I think this stuff, he'd probably be living in a van down by the river, except he married a really, really good woman. So, good job, <laughs> Nick.
1: That's true. That's true. I-
0: Greg, introduce yourself to my worldwide audience. I have spectators and listeners in 27 countries that are English-speaking and 51 countries that are non-English-speaking. speaking
1: My name is Greg Carson, Uh born and raised in uh, central Iowa. Grew up showing cattle, and uh, we moved to Georgia about four years ago. And now my two youngest kids are about old enough to get back into 4-H and start showing again.
0: Uh, How close to Matt Shirley do you live? How close to Commerce, Georgia are you?
1: Uh, We're just west of Atlanta. I want to say a couple
0: hours. Commerce,
1: I don't think Thomas
0: is northeast of Atlanta. I would I would imagine an hour hour and a half northeast of Atlanta. So yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah, but you gotta go through that liberal mess of Atlanta. See that's that's the kicker.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean it sometimes when a guy sees a liberal centered area or just some of these places that a guy wouldn't want to travel, you almost have to come up with alternative routes even if it takes you an extra hour or two to go around. I guess I didn't know you had an older son. How old is he? Uh he
1: is 23.
0: He's uh, early, son.
1: <laughs> he's uh, he's in the army, and um, our daughter's still up in Iowa. Um, her and her husband have two kids, so I'm actually a grandpa now.
0: Oh my so. god! How old are you? <laughs> 38. You're a grandpa okay. at 38. Jordan Vandermolen, who. He... Does some stuff with us off and on throughout the year. Uh, over the last couple of years, raised some damn good fight for Trump. Kind of goes along with that anti communism theme. When I asked Jordan who his, who his role model was or who helped him get started in the business, guess whose name he stated?
1: Well, I, I think mine probably. He was a, uh, he was just a little red headed toad that uh, he, he, um, his grandpa had always done South Devon. I always told him, hey, you know, we, uh, we can find you something. We, we can help you look for something. And I think the first real good one that he got was a shorthorn steer. I think we got a Jeff Moss's. And he had some success that summer. In Jeff Moss, got him into for all you people outside world.
0: of the uh, Iowa show market, Jeff Moss was the original interstate outlet show cattle retail outlet located near Williamsburg, Iowa. I mean, I guess I have got to say I I copied Jeff, I Jeff Moss's idea. I bought an interstate show barn just uh to the <laughs> west of Des Moines and we kind of do the interstate marketing idea as well over here west of Des Moines 10 minutes. So, there's some pretty Jeff nice long ones long
1: that ran through Jeff's.
0: Absolutely. He's done a really good job. He still raises them to this day. And I'm I just want to make extra special uh mention before. As soon as we get done off this phone call, I'm going to call Jeff Moss and I'm be like, Hey, Jeff, by the way, you made my podcast. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, I mean, uh, I mean, I don't know if we have a whole lot to talk about here since, uh, Jordan yeah. stood us up, but that, that's, Jordan's one of the truly good guys in the business. He judges about a thousand county fairs the summer. I don't know how he has that much time to judge that many. He's almost like Superman. And uh a, I guess he's uh, a good guy. You
1: bet. Yep. He's just a good person who who's out, truly out to help the kids I truly believe yeah. and from a South Devon standpoint that guy has really done a lot in
0: that breed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, I uh I uh like to surround or kind of insulate myself uh with tremendous high character people. Jordan, you know, I mean he's I'm not saying he's like A part of our day-to-day, but he's a definite part of our year-to-year. We like Jordan. We like him a lot. I I think he has the same high-standard character as old Jonah Wing from Wyoming, Brandon Snyder from Ohio, and about a half a dozen other people that we work with. (laughs) Tell me your favorite podcast from the first five weeks.
1: Uh, You know, I really like the Joe Gentini one and the the background on the Great Heat Wave. Um, That one was pretty good.
0: Nope, Jordan didn't come in. All right, it's the Matt and Greg Show. We'll be in touch, pal. All
1: right, buddy. Bye.
0: not hurt my feelings if Donald J. Trump ran for Speaker of the House, just really rooted around and... Messed stuff up for two years until he got back into the presidency. I oh, gotta do something to slow down the spread of communism across America.